Hey, thanks for tuning into our podcast today. My name is Derek Puckett. I'm the lead pastor at Renewal Church of Chicago. If you want to know more information about us, you can head to our website at RenewalChicago.com. I pray today that this message is a blessing and an encouragement to your soul. What's up, Renewal? It's a joy to be with you this morning to share a bit of God's word. I cannot tell you how grateful I am for your church because you remind me that God answers prayers. I remember when Renewal Church was just a vision, a dream on a piece of paper in the mind and heart of Pastor Derek and Kaylee. And I remember when we sent them off from Memphis to Chicago to begin planting Renewal Church and to see all that you've become, to see what you're doing in the city of Chicago, to see what God is up to in Renewal just blesses my heart. And I'm extremely grateful for you. I'm grateful for your pastor and his family. Uh, Derek is a great friend of mine. He's one of my best friends, like a brother. I love him to death. You guys are blessed uh, to have him there in Chicago. And I'm just grateful for you. I'm grateful for the opportunity to open God's word together. So let's go to God's word. We're going to be looking at Daniel chapter 10, and I'm going to read a few verses out of Daniel chapter 10, but we'll look at Daniel chapter 10 throughout our time together. Let's go to God's word now. Daniel chapter 10, verses 7 through 14 is what I'll read. Daniel chapter 10, verses 7 through 14. Listen to the word of the Lord. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision for the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great trembling fell upon them and they fled to hide themselves. So I was left alone and I saw this great vision and no strength was left in me. My radiant appearance was fearfully changed and I retained no strength. Then I heard the sound of his words. And as I heard the sound of his words, I fell on my face in deep sleep with my face to the ground. And behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly loved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright for now I have been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. Then he said to me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before God, your words have been heard and I have come because of your words. The prince of the kingdom of Persia uh, withstood my 21 days, but Michael, one of the chief priests, came to help me for I was left there with the kings of Persia. And came to to make you understand what is to happen to your people in the latter days. For the vision is for days yet to come. This is the word of the Lord. Amen, church. Amen. As a kid, I remember watching professional wrestling. And if you know anything about professional wrestling, it is always filled with action. And so I specifically remember um, trying to do the moves with my brother. I remember trying to body slam him and trying to suplex him. I remember jumping off the couch with a, a flying elbow, trying to land it on my brother. And no matter how filled with action professional wrestling is, the WWE or, or whatever it is, no matter how filled with action it is, the interesting thing is 
professional wrestling is incredibly produced. Yeah, you guessed it. In, in professional wrestling, the winner has been predetermined even before the match begins. And so, yes, there's some circumstances and they create this conflict and blows are thrown and people are hit with chairs and thrown through tables. But the winner has already been predetermined. And I'm moving close to Daniel chapter 10 when we come to Daniel chapter 10. And even the entire book of Daniel, that's a bit of what we see. Uh, we see the struggle of life and the hardship of trusting in God and, and, and pressing forward in faith. And yet what God reminds Daniel of is that the battle has already been won. Listen, the first half of Daniel is really anecdotal in a sense. If you were to read through Daniel, you'd see all these stories, uh, Daniel interpreting dreams. He gets promoted in Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom and his friends even, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You probably heard about this story. They are thrown into a fiery furnace. Story after story of what God uh, was up to in Daniel's life. Yet the second half of Daniel is a bit different. The second half of Daniel is forward looking. And many scholars believe the second half of Daniel is apocalyptic in nature. Yet the irony is studying Daniel now is all along the way God comforts Daniel. And in turn, when he comforts Daniel, he comforts us. He comforts you and I. That in the midst of suffering, that in the midst of exile, in the midst of oppression, in the mix of, in the, in, in the mix of, of shelter in place, he is still present and God is still in control. See, the message of Daniel is in spite of present circumstances, hear me, better is coming. So the second half of Daniel is all about uh, looking forward. It is apocalyptic in nature. But let me catch you up on what's happening in Daniel chapter 10. Daniel 10 is the first part of the final vision in the book of Daniel. Daniel's final vision includes chapters 10 through 12, but Daniel 10 is the introduction to the final vision. Uh, Daniel 10 takes place under the reign of Cyrus, the, the Persian emperor. And Cyrus is now in control of Babylon, which means he also has inherited the control of the Jews who are actually in exile in Babylon. That includes Daniel. Daniel chapter 10 begins with Daniel receiving this vision in verse one. And it's called a great conflict in the text. He has a vision of a, of a great war uh, up until this point. Daniel has been mourning for three weeks, as verse two tells us in chapter 10. He was fasting and praying to connect with God. During this time, listen to me, there were no trips to Trader Joe's for wine. Uh, there were no uh, fantastic meats from HelloFresh or Blue Apron. He wanted to connect with God in an intentional way. So he began to fast. And he's so serious about this fasting that verse three says he didn't even anoint himself. You need to know that in the ancient Near East, uh, it is hot. It is extremely dry. And, and he was intentional not to use lotion. 
walking around ashy while he's doing his fast. That's how serious uh, he is about pushing away personal comforts to draw near to God. Then he stands on the banks of the Tigris River, the Tigris River, where he had a vision of this heavenly being and it messes Daniel up. He gets this vision of this heavenly being and this being was clothed in linen. He has this big belt of fine gold around his waist. His body is uh, was like precious gemstones. His face, the text says, is like lightning. His eyes like flaming torches. Uh, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze. And when he spoke, it was like the sound of the United Center during the playoffs. And uh, maybe you haven't heard that sound in a long time. But it was a booming sound when this supernatural figure spoke and when he opened his mouth. And nobody else around Daniel saw this vision, but they had to have an idea because our text tells us that they ran and hid themselves. They were terrified by what they even sensed, even though they didn't see it. Uh, there Daniel is. He's having this great vision and he's all alone. Daniel is so marked by what he sees. He's immediately weak and he fell with his face to the ground and whoever this supernatural being is, Daniel immediately faints to the ground. Uh, the supernatural man then touches Daniel and puts him on all fours. And they begin to have this discussion, this conversation with one another back and forth. And the first thing out of this supernatural man's mouth in verse 11 of chapter 10 is this. Look at this with me. Oh, Daniel, hear it. Man greatly loved. Understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright for now I have been sent to you. This was said even in verse 19 and, and, and also in if you look a little uh, if you look previous to um, Daniel chapter 10 in Daniel chapter 9. This was said of Daniel as well. Man greatly loved. See, sometimes in spite of what we're going through, we need to be reminded of who we are in God. Sometimes we need to be reminded that we are not our circumstances. And at this point, Daniel had been in exile for years. He's an old man now. Oh, how he might have been tempted to forget his identity in God. God uses this booming voice of this nameless man to encourage Daniel's heart, to remind him, Daniel, you are loved. You are esteemed by God. You are valuable in the sight of God. I know what you're going through, Daniel. I know you've been exiled for many, many years. But Daniel, you are loved. I'm reminded of uh, the great movie, The Help, when Evelyn Clark, she played, uh, by, played by Viola Davis. Uh, she'd been working for this family for many, many years. And, and there's this little girl in the household who is treated extremely poorly by her own mother. Her mother doesn't feel like this little girl fits the, the ideal profile of what her kind of daughter ought to look like or what the mother initially had in mind of what her daughter would become. And this little girl is talked down to by her mother. Her mother doesn't treat her well at all. And Abilene notices this and she made a habit of encouraging this little girl. 
She'd look her in the face and she'd say to her, uh, you is kind, you is smart, you is important, you is kind, you is smart, you is important. Do you know that that's what God is speaking to Daniel and that's what God is speaking to you and I today? Can I encourage you this morning? You are loved. You are significant in the eyes of God. No matter what you may face, maybe anxiety at times gets the best of you. Maybe the isolation is beginning to weigh on you. Maybe you're exhausted by the reality of life and being in the house with your own kids. God loves you. I want you to hear me this morning. God loves you. Then look at verses 12 through 13 with me. Daniel says this, fear not, Daniel, for from this, from the first day that you set your heart to understand, humbled yourself before God, your words have been heard. And I have come because of your words. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. But Michael, one of the chief priests, came to help me, for I was left there with the king's of Persia. Don't miss that. God heard Daniel's prayers. What's interesting is that this vision doesn't come for more than three weeks after the prayer. And here Daniel is being told, Daniel, from the first day, your words have been heard. Could it be that God has been listening all along? Could it be that there's something that God is cultivating in you while you're waiting for an answer? Could it be that God knows what you're going through and that God hears? Could it be that God is working something out in you, that God is building something and shaping something in you? God is getting you to a place and conforming you into the image of his son while you're waiting on an answer. Could it be? It's the reason I love Psalm 139 verse 4. Look at this with me. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, here's what the psalmist says, you know it all together. Even in Psalm chapter 147 verse 5, the psalmist writes this, great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. Listen, I just want you to know that God knows and God hears you. Now, his thoughts are not, are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways, but God hears and he knows. But one of the things we have to see in this text is that God is fighting on our behalf. Yes, he is. God is fighting on our behalf. Catch what this supernatural man-like figure said in verse 13. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me. And remember in verse one, Daniel said, the word was true. There was a conflict. He saw a war in his vision. And ultimately, we don't know for sure uh, whether this supernatural figure is an appearance of God or an appearance of an angel. Some scholars believe there's an appearance of both in chapter 10. But what we do know is that there's this cosmic conflict. We know there's a heavenly conflict 
between good and evil. Either it's God himself or one sent by God, or we have a glimpse of both. We cannot definitively say, yet it's clear a battle between good and evil is going on. And would you know that this isn't limited to the story of Daniel? Listen to the words of Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 24, verses 21 through 23. On that day, hear it, the Lord will punish the host of heaven in heaven and the kings of the earth on the earth. They will be gathered together as prisoners in a pit. They will be shut up in a prison. And after many days, they will be punished. Then the moon will be confounded and the sun ashamed. For the Lord of hosts reigns on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem. And his glory will be before his elders. Even the prophet Isaiah prophesied of this cosmic conflict between good and evil. And you have to understand that the people of Daniel's day, they are oppressed and they really saw no end to their oppression. They saw no escape. And the fact that this supernatural figure would come to Daniel and would speak of this heavenly conflict, Daniel would be deeply encouraged. He'd be encouraged that God heard his prayers and he'd be encouraged that God is, in fact, working on his behalf. Renewal, if Daniel is encouraged, how much more should you and I be encouraged right now today? God has ultimately shown us that he is battling for us. He has shown us that he's working on our behalf in his son, Jesus. God sent his son to defeat sin and death. God sent his son to ultimately satisfy the wrath of God. He is working on our behalf and we can see it in Jesus. Why scholar Trimper Longman III, he says it this way, the irony of the gospel is that the battle is won, not through killing, but rather dying. Jesus, the warrior, accomplished his great victory by dying on the cross. If you've ever, Renewal Church, doubted whether God is working on your behalf, remember Jesus Christ. Remember the offspring of David. Remember the Lamb of God seated at the right hand of God. Remember our conquering Savior. If you're ever tempted to forget that God is working on your behalf, remember the cross and remember the empty tomb. The hope that existed in Daniel is now realized. It is completed in Jesus Christ. That's why Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 says Jesus disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by what? Triumphing over them in him. God is working and has worked on your behalf. What this means for Daniel is that it doesn't have to, Daniel doesn't have to try to fight in and of his own strength. Daniel's not fighting for himself. See, God has done the work so that you can try to stop working in your own strength. Uh, it reminds me of going to uh, some nice hotels. And, I, and I've had the privilege of, of going to a few nice hotels and, and I just remember, you, you know, you kind of pull up to a nice hotel and, and you pop the trunk and, and, and immediately the doorman or the concierge, uh, they, they rush to your car. 
And they and they begin to grab your things and pull out your bags from the trunk. And, you know, I know y'all are in Chicago, but I'm, I'm from St. Louis. I was born and raised in St. Louis. And so for somebody to be grabbing my things, somebody else, I, I, that, I didn't take kindly to that initially. And and there's this awkward moment of the back and forth of me kind of trying to grab my bags from the concierge. And, and, and there was this one time... The concierge looked me square in the face and he essentially said, I got this. This, I, I, I got this. Let go of these bags and I will take them for you. And essentially he said, it's my job. And what he was essentially saying is, I, I've actually been a tailor made. I've been hired to do this job for you. It's as if he was saying, I've been assigned to handle this work for you. So, so this is your chance to relax for a moment because we've got this. I want you to hear me saying God has accomplished the work through Jesus Christ. You are not alone. God has been working on your behalf. God has done the heavy lifting for you. And God is saying to you today, let me carry it. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let me carry the weight of your guilt. Let me carry the bags of shame that, that weigh you down, that is tough to let go. Let me carry it. Have you given it to him? Have you released it all to him? Whatever it is, however heavy it may be, give it to him today. Now only... Not only is God working on your behalf, but I want you to hear me say God desires our perseverance. God desires our perseverance. Daniel chapter one, he refuses to defile himself with King Nebuchadnezzar's food. Daniel chapter two, he trusts God to give him Nebuchadnezzar's dream and also the interpretation to said dream. Uh, his friends are thrown into the fiery furnace in Daniel chapter 3. I'm sure he's tempted to fall off the bandwagon and to refuse to trust God, but he keeps trusting. Daniel chapter 6, he's thrown into the lion's den. How much can one person take? Even while he's interacting with this supernatural being in Daniel chapter 10, he's trusting He's been in exile for years, and even as an old man, he is persevering in the faith. Will that be your story? That no matter what you face, no matter what you go through, you will put one foot in front of the other and continue on and remain in him. Listen to the encouragement to Daniel in verse 19. Oh man, greatly love, fear not. Peace be with you. Be strong and of good courage. Listen to God's encouragement to him. It is to hang in there, to don't stop believing, keep trusting, keep moving forward. And the reality is the only way you're able to persevere is, is as if you have the right weapons. The only way you can persevere is if you have the right weapons. Weapons, the Apostle Paul recognized this in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 19. And he says it this way, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand 
against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fasted on, hear it, the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with you, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplications for all the saints. Do you hear what the Apostle Paul is saying? We, we need the armor of God to persevere. We need the helmet of salvation. We, we need the sword of the spirit. We need the shield of faith as those flaming darts come to protect us. We, we need to pray like Daniel prayed. We, we need the gospel of peace to give us the joy of our salvation. Daniel perseveres because even though he's in exile, he knows the glory that's to come. He perseveres. Since we've been sheltered in place, um, I've watched uh, some Netflix shows and series, and I came across this Netflix show, Love is Blind. Love is Blind. And really, I was completely blown away by the premise. Uh, you mean to tell me uh, that you kind of walk into this place and a wall separates you. You walk into this pod for a few times and then we get engaged in pods. We live together and then we try to have a lasting relationship. And as intriguing as that concept is, Nothing about it says perseverance. Many times perseverance, hear me, is cultivated in hardship, not in pods. <laughs> I'll say that again. Culti uh, perseverance is cultivated in hardship, not in pods. Daniel knows the Lord is worth the wait. He knows he's fighting from victory because the battle is already won. And even if his circumstances Try to contradict what he believes and what he knows in his heart. Daniel knows the winner has already been determined. He knows he is walking into the match with the W. So no matter how many proverbial flying elbows come, no matter how many body slams happen, no matter how many chairs are broken over his back, he knows he has already secured the W because of the finished work of Jesus. Because the tomb is empty. Daniel knows that God is fighting his battle and he knows that he must per, per, persevere in the faith as a response to God, God's great love for him. And he extends that same challenge to you and I to persevere, 
to understand that God is fighting your battles because he loves you more than you could ever begin to love yourself. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you love us. We thank you that you know us. We thank you that you care for us. And Father, no matter what we go through, no matter what circumstance we face, Father, we thank you that your love is ever present. We thank you, Father, that we can see your love in your son. And I pray, Father, I pray over Renewal Church that you would be conforming every family, every marriage, every man and woman, every child into the image of your son, that Chicago would be transformed for your glory and our good. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast today. I pray that it was a blessing and an encouragement to your soul. I look to see you at one of our services at 9.30 or 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. Take care. God bless you.